Welcome back, fans, to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. This is two chains here in Aaron's absence, and uh, that's also for Silly Salas and D-Wayne. You have just me and the doctor today going to do it in our deep dive episode. So, uh, Dr. M, how's it going today? Uh, it's going pretty okay. There's uh, obviously a lot to talk about in the, in the wrestling world these days, uh, as we were discussing before the podcast lots of rumors floating around some interesting booking so uh interested to hear what you think about all that man i have to say today has to be a really interesting fan uh interesting day to be a fan of sports at a physical sports period because with so much going on in the uh, WWE, um, the free agency in, in the NFL right now, uh, then UFC as we chatted about a little bit, baseball is just kicking off. It's a lot going on. And the, the funny thing is I just find myself in a weird predicament because you got this Panthers talk in, in football and then mm-hmm. Bryce Hopp. Bryce Harper's a monster in baseball, and then, you know, my love the, is wrestling, just so much going on with, like, call-ups and just rumors about matches. This is so much. So I, today is, I apologize, fans, today will definitely be an all-over-the-world type of episode. We're just going to just keep zigzagging, just covering whatever we can for this hour, so. Um, but, yeah, um... Let's just jump into the rumors. For, for I think the first thing I want to say is uh, how, how can I, I can't get Conor McGregor out my head. <laughs> so let's not talk about Conor McGregor, but let's talk about CM Punk trolling for a quick second. <laughs> Did you see his tweet? I saw his tweet. I saw, what was that, Nate Diaz's tweet? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just it's an interesting time, and as you said, in, in all physical sports, but but UFC, which um, I will admit, like I I watch it here and there. I'm not definitely not as hardcore a fan as you are. Although um, I did watch it, I think a lot more. I guess a couple years ago, because I was a big fan of George St. Pierre. Yeah. Uh- um, yeah, wondering if he's ever going to make a comeback. It's not looking like it. Well, there, here we go with rumors again. His cat <laughs> has been more and more aggressively uh, bringing up talks of a, a return. and He's been training, so who knows, you know? Well, yeah, I hope so. And I think, uh, as we were kind of talking about before we got on the air here, at least like one of the problems that it seems that UFC is having now is just these big stars are either not there or if they are there they're they're flaky right yeah you know ronda rousey is is um kind of off in her own world there's issues with john jones daniel cormier yeah now we have conor mcgregor like these these big like money-making stars are are not stepping up to the plate here in ufc and so they they're kind of having a, a problem that's similar not similar but like Whereas WWE is having just a problem with injuries and losing big stars. UFC is just having a problem with a mix of injuries and stars just not wanting to compete. Yeah. You know what I find is very funny about the WWE and the UFC? Those are obviously two very, very big successful companies. But you know... This there the booking is almost like cross platform because anytime you hear anything about a superstar in the UFC, the first thing to my rumors is WWE. And as soon as Conor McGregor um stated his retirement, the first four people that he followed 
on Twitter right after that was Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, uh, I forget, two other people. And everything. Vince. Game, right? Yeah. So everybody's like, oh my God, he's going to make a, uh, uh, he's going to come to the WWE. And it's just, is is that the reality we live in now? Where it's just like, you know, <laughs> you leave the UFC, you go to WWE, which would be ultimate, like really cool. Not to mention that, you know, you got Becky Lynch tweeting him like, you know, mm-hmm. come on over and he'll be a super heel. It'll be, it'll be ridiculous. There's no way you'll be able to censor that guy though. Like <laughs> it would be ridiculous, but. Right. I mean, is that really the reality of it now? I, you know, it, it seems like it, and I mean, in some sense, like obviously in UFC, if you're if you're a top star there, you you can make bank, right? Um, but if UFC doesn't work out outside of WWE, is there really like a next best thing in terms of amount of money you can make? This is true. And so I think it. I think you're right that. <laughs> That is kind of becoming the real the reality, at least like the speculation part of it. And not to mention too, with CM Punk going over, a lot of people have their eyes on him, and you know, considering his success, could could also mean future implications for other WWE superstars. But um, let's definitely let's definitely not forget about other uh, stars of the past who also did cross platform like. Um, Ken Shanrock and uh, Steve Blackman and uh, Dan Severin, mm-hmm. so it's it's totally possible for sure. But you know nowadays the the the, the one thing that that really goes across is that the promos, like you know, you have to sell your fight, you have to sell your matches, you have to sell your character. That's all part of the that's all part of the story. And like Conor McGregor, even ideas would be great for it, you know. Mm-hmm. But. You know, in a in the sense of McGregor's world, I don't think there's enough money in the WWE for him. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, he unless he uh, I don't know, unless he sets up some super super mega fight against Floyd Mayweather, I don't think he'll ever be satisfied. <laughs> I mean, he might at the very least be satisfied with a a WrestleMania payday. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I definitely like even if he did cross over to WWE, which. I don't know how likely that would be. I, I doubt he would do anything full time. Yeah, and 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 he's definitely a prima donna in, in his ways. You know, mm-hmm. he he will want very 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 special treatment that um, Vince nor Triple H would be willing to dish out in, in my eyes. But um, like I said, we're gonna be jumping around a little bit. Forgot about Raw came came on on Monday. I checked it out, but just with so much rumors right now, I just totally forgot about. It. So we definitely should cover that. Um, did you did you get a chance to watch it? I did. Um, I'm, I'm always a little bit more excited when Raw is in London. Um, London has a, a special place in my heart, so uh, it's kind of a, a bucket list goal for me one day to uh, actually go to a Raw in London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why is that? I, I I don't know about this. Well, you know, um, the the British fans always seem to be a little more hyped mm-hmm. uh, than than you know the the fans we see every week on TV outside of the the big markets like Chicago, New York, so forth. Right. Um, and I mean, I think that's natural, right? Because WWE only comes over there twice a year. This is true. Um, but uh, I mean, I just. And this is my biased thought. I just think London's a great city. <laughs> and uh, I think it would be cool to, you know, on the one hand, we just got to go to WrestleMania and, you know, we're surrounded by 
wrestling fans, probably from all over the world, right? But mostly from the U.S. And I think it would just be cool to kind of get that same experience, but just in a completely different culture. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a bucket list goal of mine. Like, you know, WrestleMania was nice, but um, definitely want to do a, a London Raw one day. You know, just, just just thinking about the experience, I'm sure when the WWE does go to London, they take over the whole city. So, in, in fact, they do get a mini WrestleMania, like, experience, mm-hmm. sort of said, because... You know, they come to D.C., they just show up and, you know, you go and you get the show. But I'm, there's no way they're not going to London, they're not going to advertise everywhere, hard banners and all that, you know. Right. And 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 respect respectfully between watching Raw, uh, reading uh, Smackdown uh, spoilers and just some of the uh, house shows, it seems to have been a legit tour thus far. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually I'm looking forward to SmackDown tomorrow night based on based on what I heard happens on there. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, as far as Raw goes, I thought Raw was a, a solid show on Monday. Um, there there was really nothing that I at least that I can remember right now that um, I can complain about. Yeah. Uh, I think I think, and I'll be curious to hear what you your opinion on this, but I think the biggest story coming out of Raw has to be. Um, this pseudo formation of a reformation of the Bullet Club, right? With uh, AJ and Anderson and Gallows, and I'm really interested to see where they go with that. Okay, yeah, definitely was going <laughs> to leave that a little bit down, but absolutely the most interesting thing because, like we always say, like you know, sometimes it's just easier to just book things really simple. But man, like we 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 discussed plenty of times how the sky's the limit with with. With, with, with this but like now seeing how they're trying to play this out a little bit I have no clue what to think and I love it I, I completely agree like, I, there, there were people I noticed on Monday there were people sort of I guess assuming that WWE is being predictable and um, the Bullet Club is gonna you know help AJ I guess at payback which I'm like well that if that's the case, they would really be telegraphing that, which I don't think WWE. That's exactly doing. how I feel. Exactly. Um, which I don't think WWE is doing. I think um, there's just so many possibilities with that, and I like that Roman Reigns is kind of being mixed into this story too, because I think <laughs> it can only help him to work with AJ Styles. Yeah. And the and the Bullet Club, and um, so yeah, I'm excited. I, I like like you. I don't like that. I I mean, I do like. I don't know where this is going. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's only good for WWE. And it just makes for good watch. It makes you want to turn in and say, like, I wonder how they're going to interfere. And um, I mean, obviously, anybody, anybody right now in the story is is good is good for mic work. And it's just the promos are all interesting because you just wonder when you're going to finally get that first announcement of what they're going to call this stable. If this stable mm-hmm. goes down, you know, Michael Cole, I swear he must be reading from a card because any minute I know he's just going to say Bullet Club because like he was like, oh, you know, they got a friendship back in Japan. Then he was like the next time he's like, yeah, you know, they got a friendship back from New Japan Wrestling. I'm just like, OK. And I was like, oh, and the third time, let's go ahead and say it. They, they they were members of the Bullet Club. <laughs> Can't you can you can count on Michael Cole for those like stale face moments, you know, just mm. to like what? 
and and even JBL, who's who I consider is the the realest of the crew. Um, he took a he took a silence at one point because I knew he I you know he wanted to be the one to say it you know right but right nonetheless like I like like you said they're not totally telegraphing this I feel like there's a big swerve of some sort and no matter how it goes and no matter the different like you know um, combinations of, of of this stable formation we make it I'm cool with whatever right now because it looks like it's just gonna only get better. I, I agree, and like like you said, I, I definitely think there's a big swerve coming. Um, I think, you know, with as, as strong as AJ is, I, I don't see the reason to, to pair him with um, Anderson and, and Gallows. Um, but at the same time, I like that they're teasing that. I like that Roman and the Usos, to some extent, are involved in this. Um, and and yeah, there's there's just a lot WWE can do with that. And I think it's been a while since we've been able to. To look at a storyline and say, "Man, there's like three, four different things they can." Yeah. Do. How How about this? How about we can look at a raw show and say, "Wow, there's a lot of storylines going on right now, legitimately." Like, and, and they're that are being developed too. And you and they, and they seem to have the right pieces of the puzzles around it. Like Chris Jericho is a natural. I don't care what anybody on Twitter is saying about him burying talent and blah blah blah. Chris Jericho's absolutely. The best for business as a heel, and Absolutely. and and his mic time and his ring presence, it just commands attention. I'm all for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it gives substance to Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, also with uh Kevin Owens, you know, is a natural himself, but it just gives substance to him. Like mm-hmm. it just it just all feels like this is like real storytelling that's going on. Yeah, I agree, and yeah, you're right. There were I did notice some people um, on Twitter were sort of complaining that Sammy took a loss to Jericho, and and I certainly wasn't one of those people, right? I, I'm a big fan of heel Jericho. Yeah. But outside of that, like just faces in general, like faces aren't supposed to win that much. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're supposed to, you know, take take their licks right and then when they do win that's when that's it's more rewarding so right right um and so I, I i love what they're doing with jericho and zane and definitely wouldn't mind seeing more of those matches although looks like we're finally going to get that one-on-one match with um sammy zane and kevin owens yep yep definitely looking forward to seeing you know, LeBron James reference here. LeBron couldn't win a championship for many years, and people just hated him and just say he couldn't get it done. But when he finally got the monkey off his back and won that championship, he became a good guy. Right. And 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 that's the story that I don't think a lot of people realize. Like that's how it should be in booking all the time. The bad guy gets the upper hand over and over and over until finally the good guy gets triumph and wins. And you know, if Sasha wasn't so loved, people would understand that's how it's supposed to be. Because when Bailey beat her, it was just so much more rewarding because of what it was. Now, I mean, absolutely a match of the year, no question. But, you know, the whole, you know, the promo behind how she wasn't able to come up, how Sasha was still uh, on, on NST dominating her, embarrassing her, and, you know, her, her, her fans, like, and then see, she finally won. She, she got the flowers at the end. It was just so remorsing, you know? Like, like even Sasha couldn't even go full heel after this because she was just like, this is like a perfect end of a story, you know? 
But that's got to be one of the best built stories WWE has ever done. Absolutely, as of recent for sure. With like with right. no thought, absolutely. Right. That's why I think so many people are just speculating that that story is going to be revisited again. But that's why I'm also do not want it again because mm-hmm. you close the you close the book and say that was great. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because on the one hand, yeah, eventually Bailey's going to get called up, right? And, and yeah, all of her matches with Sasha have been classics, but I kind of, I would be okay if I didn't see Bailey versus Sasha at Mania next year. Yeah. Because like they, they've had just the perfect story thus far. And like, why, why do anything else to it? Exactly. But yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get the WrestleMania 33 rumors soon, but, um, I think I think my biggest thing I want to take from Raw is what am I supposed to make of seeing Shane McMahon again, and it doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon. What am I supposed to take from that? So I'm glad you mentioned that because earlier I said there was nothing that I could think of that I could complain about, <laughs> and that is the one thing that I honestly it, I can't stand the fact that Shane McMahon (laughs) has been there for three weeks now, even though he got destroyed at WrestleMania. And, and I say this, like, I, I'm a big fan of Shane McMahon. It's not that I don't like seeing him on TV, but (laughs) the fact that WWE threw together that storyline, like Mm -hmm. literally threw it together with the undertaker, Shane jumped off the the cell at Mania, <laughs> lost the match, and yet he's still on TV, yeah. running Raw. Like, there's nothing logical about him being on TV right now. I mean, look, you tried to okay. So when it's when you when you're talking to Undertaker, but better yet, when you're talking Vince McMahon, all storyline implications you want to you want to at least classify as like severe or major. So you know the fact that the Shane McMahon versus Undertaker is supposed to be a big deal. Like, it was to a point where it could have closed the show how big people was making it. So you're just like, oh, do we not get The Undertaker um, for WrestleMania anymore? Do, I mean, do we do we get the brand split? Like, all these rumors floating around and, you know, everybody's, like, really on the edge of their toes because they're just like, you know, I really wanted to go this way, but I don't want this to happen, blah, blah, blah. There's so much talk everywhere. And then we pretty much get slapped in the face because we see Shane every week. And... Because of the fans on the internet, we voted him to come back and back and back. Now we just got him forever. Yeah, the, the, that Mania match was pointless, pretty much. You know, I'm just not surprised there wasn't a voting thing on the WWE.com saying, even though Shane lost, do you want him to become a Raw? You know what? If they would have done that, then at least there would have been some sort of logic behind it. <laughs> Just but, but but just by telling having Michael Cole say, Oh, he got social media support, that that doesn't fly. That doesn't fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old Michael Cole. Um Alright, so yeah, like I don't know, this shame and man stuff is just like it's just one of those type of things where I just flight <laughs> as I believe it's D Wayne that usually says, like, they just they sometimes just try to pull a fast one on us as if we did not just remember how severe this was supposed to be a month ago. Now it's just like, oh, well, guys, here you go. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Forget about that storyline. We're, we're moving on. And, and in some sense, I think that is what they've done. Uh, 
Because, you know, I think WrestleMania was just tough for WWE to do this year with all the injuries. Yeah. And so in some sense, I, I, part of me thinks they're like, you know what? WrestleMania was nice. We had 100,000 people or so. It was fun. Now let's move on. Right, <laughs> right. Hey, guys, guess what? Dwayne has just joined us. How's it going, brother? Go for it, buddy. So, as you know, the WWE is having a physical Hall of Fame, um, and that is going to be on the Universal Studios City Walk. And I heard that it's replacing NBC City that's currently there right now. Um, but tomorrow I'm going to walk by and take some pictures. So, cool. Um, that's going to be on our Twitter. All right. Um, but besides that, I mean, let's let's start with the downtown. So downtown, I know, is kind of small, but um, between the Amway Center, which is possibly where they're going to have Raw um, after WrestleMania, and the stadium, um, Orange Citrus Bowl Stadium, it's a mile between that, which is not bad, but the area is kind of sketchy. <laughs> can you so, can you define what sketchy mean, please? Uh, sketchy means it's probably somewhere you got you want to walk by yourself. Okay? <laughs> um, so considering that with time, especially if it's going to be an Eastern Time Zone, when time is going to start, not times ten, it's going to be a little bit dark outside. So keep in mind. Can can I suggest that is this a do not have your belt out area? Um, do not have your belt out unless you're in a group. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the stadium itself, if you've been there before, then you know how it is. It's smaller than, of course, it's smaller than, um, um, AT&T Stadium. (laughs) Um, personally, from the outside, it's, it's not very attractive. Um... It kind of like looks old, um, and it's kind of making me think why here. And I guess because the performance center, which is probably about ten minutes away from downtown Orlando, is, is down here as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of like in a business park area. Um, and it's it's a nice size. It's not as big as you think it would be. It would be. But it's, I mean, it's a nice size. It's, I thought it was bigger, but um, that's another story. So, so um, statistically, Orlando is considered the most popular tourist attraction in the United yes. States. Do you think uh-huh. there? Do you think that has a lot to do with the the location choice? Yes, I think that since they're opening the Hall of Fame down here, since. Since a lot of tourists already go around here, they already know that it's always going to be stuff to do. Um, I hope they don't, you know, gear this next WrestleMania towards kids. Because, I mean, Orlando, whether you like it or not, it's really getting, getting towards families. Right. Okay. Um, 
So either or. But so I'm gonna go back to the logistics of it. So that's downtown. You have downtown Orlando. Um, the stadium and the arena are two miles apart. I mean, about a mile apart. Um, and then about the convention. So they have a performing arts center downtown, which could hold um, NXT, but I highly doubt it. The reason why I said it is because about 20 minutes away in the touristy area of Orlando, or close to Kissimmee, Florida, there's a and I've been I've been to I've been down here probably about a good seven eight times, so I know about this convention center. It's called Orange County Convention Center. It's probably the biggest convention center I've seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guarantee that probably superstars won't be in there. Access and maybe you're gonna have if they wanna have that smaller than venue for NXT. With um, it's a huge, like I said, it's a huge place. But as far as seating wise, it can fit in there. It's it's probably um, it probably can hold a little bit more than with um when Dallas holds NXT this year. Um, but it's just huge. It has one section on one side of the street, then it connects to a hotel, and then you have this big west concourse on the other side of the street. It's 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 huge. So it's. So I can see why they will hold it because I mean the the convention center itself is huge, and since the convention center itself is huge, City Walk is not too far away from the convention center, so it's a win-win there. But otherwise, you're definitely gonna need a car. Definitely. That was that was about to be my question. You're definitely gonna. It's you can't get around find a car. It's okay. no way you can get around. Okay. Um. How has food been so far? Food has been good. I mean, you have um, for the grown-ups, there they are a lot of places for happy hours. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> the the food has been quite good. I mean, I've been here a few times, so price-wise, um, price-wise, how's it? I mean, you can go anywhere from the cheap, cheap stuff. Okay. To to you know your normal. Really like, fancy. You know, like you. Forty dollar plates. So, I mean, <laughs> food. You're always gonna find something, and it's always gonna be something over. Good. And um, um, since it's technically around the same season as it will be next year, how's the weather, What would you, as you say right now? The weather has been perfect. Surprisingly, you know, Florida is known for raining every single day for a period of like an hour or two. It hasn't rained since I've been here. Cool. Um, so, and the weather has been perfect. Um, it's not hot. It's just it's just good enough. So I mean, that's not an issue at all. The weather, the weather is good. So I mean, considering it's an outdoor stadium as well, it's you're gonna have to have good weather. Else, it's gonna be horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, if it goes back to what it does, I mean, hopefully it won't rain or WrestleMania. But I mean, I can't promise nothing there. But um, as far as it's, not, it wouldn't be my favorite spot to hold WrestleMania. Um, I do believe that the attra- the Hall of Fame is going to be an attraction, but considering there's so many tourist attractions around here, I don't think that WrestleMania's activities are going to be the main focus. Because, I mean, if you have it down here and you want to bring your son or your daughter or your family, they're like, oh, let's go to Disney World or Universal Studios. I mean, those, those are going to be open. Mm-hmm. So... It, 
as far as logistics is probably good for WWE because it's close to their performance center. I mean, but as far as people saying, oh, we're going to be wrestling focused, it's, as far as family-wise, I don't see that happening. As for like, if you go down there for a group of friends in your 20s or early 30s, I mean, I can see you're going to be focused on wrestling, but I mean, there's other stuff to do as well, so. But you're definitely going to need a car. Um, downtown, between downtown and touristy areas, is probably about a good 10 to 15 minutes, but the traffic can be horrible. So, you know, since we're on WrestleMania 33 talk real quick, let's just, we'll, we'll come back to Raw in a minute. But uh, let's let's just go over this speculated card that's supposed to be there for next year. Um, Dwayne, I don't know if you I don't know if you heard over the rumor reports, but I'll go over. I know uh, the doctor said he 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 got a, a glance of it, but um, right now they're saying that there's speculation of obviously what we've been saying for a while, the John Cena versus the Undertaker match, but um, the rest of the the rest of the speculated matches that they say is supposed to be is a uh, Dean Ambrose following out, following his Shield brothers by closing out Mania with the WWE title, Nakamura to make his appearance in the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal, um, Bailey in a four horse woman Fatal Four Way for the woman's title, and Goldberg versus Ronan Reigns. Okay, so with that being said, I'm, I, my first question is: Do you make anything of this? Does any of this sound exciting? Um, does any of this sound like it could possibly absolutely be true? What you think? Um, you said Goldberg versus Roman Reigns? Yeah, you know the Goldberg talk has been there for a long I, 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 time. And that's the thing, I know that, but for him to face Roman Reigns is kind of like, okay, you're about to job. You're about to be a big name that comes in, you're about to job. Because <laughs> I don't... The card, the only match that seems believable, because you said the two Dean Ambrose uh, facing. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to say Shaq versus The Big Show too. But no, I said Dean yeah. Ambrose to close out WrestleMania as his Shield brothers have the previous year by winning the WWE title. So basically, what that means is that he won't be facing Roman Reigns for the title. It'll be facing somebody else at this point. So, yeah, well, with all that being said, yeah, we'll, go ahead. I wouldn't mind seeing Dana Ambrose close out with the title, but I have a feeling that's going to be versus Seth Rollins. I'm for it. Um, which wouldn't be a bad match. Um, I don't like the sound of this Roman Reigns versus Goldberg match. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how would it be set up in the first place. <laughs> the, uh, hold on, wait, oh, are you... Uh, <laughs> Shaq versus the Big Show has kind of been speculated for a few years. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. Um, Josh Cena versus Undertaker. I mean, of course, you know it's supposed to happen this year, but um, I guess it's going to happen next year. Um, which I would be mad at. I think there's better matches that can happen. Um. Honestly, and personally, I wouldn't mind, and I think they have to do this sooner than later, 
Um, you know, like the passing torch that I see with Roman Reigns. I think it has to happen sooner because I don't want to see it later. <laughs> um, but besides that, I mean, like I said, this Roman Reigns was going, I'm trying to figure out where are they going to get this from and where are you going to come out and say you're next. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't. The the big thing about about Goldberg is he definitely has a big following, and when he did yes. that, um, what was that called? The the I, I want to say it was like the wrestling legends or something. Like uh-huh. y'all remember that when that video of him wrestling and sparing went on a, went viral, a lot of good applause <laughs> from it. Like there's no doubt he's still in good shape. You see him every week yeah. with NASCAR, and he definitely. I I, I mean you, the star. Uh, the star attraction behind him, I mean, I'm with it. I don't care about a storyline because obviously, you know, it's going to happen. Then that's it, you know. But you know, yeah. that'd be cool. But uh, what, what about what about you, Doctor? What you think about this speculated 33 card? Uh, well, let's see. I like the idea of Ambrose um, ending the show with the title because, uh, as we talked about a lot of times before. WWE, I think, has done a great job of, of teasing us with him getting close a bunch of times, and I think WrestleMania would be a nice, fitting way for him to finally get it. Um, I think you mentioned Nakamura in the Andre Battle Royal, and I hope... I mean, I definitely think we'll see Nakamura on the card, but I think he deserves better than the Andre Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Um, oh, yeah. That's I, I think he's going to be in his own sort of marquee match, or maybe in like a a multi-man uh, match like we saw this year. Um, mm-hmm. So I have a question before you go on. Do, do we see uh, AJ Styles versus Nakamura next year at WrestleMania? Well, well, I, I got an input on that. Who do you see as having the title of Dean beaten? Now, now here's the thing. If AJ Styles have the title, that means he would have lost two WrestleManias in a row. If Bray Wyatt has the title, mm-hmm. that means Bray Wyatt has lost four WrestleManias in a row. <laughs> Roman Reigns is being speculated in, in facing uh, Goldberg. Seth Rollins does look like a safe pick here. But, I mean, what, what, like, what do you think about <laughs> with that? I just, right now, this, this <laughs> card, we know that this card is going to change about a good 50 more times before. Injuries and everything intended. So, like, as, as bad as we want Dean Ambrose to, to close out, watching doesn't next year. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't. I tell you what, I would be shocked if AJ actually ever gets the title, though. I just I just don't see Vince putting the, the world title on him. Although, well, I take that back. I could see him maybe, like, getting a, a sneak win, um, like one of those, like, one-day reigns or something like that. Um but I don't know. I just I can't see Vince like letting him have the title with like all these other guys who've been in WWE that WWE has personally developed over the years. Um, but I don't know. But the thing is, the good the thing about Vince is he's Vince, so we don't. We think we know what he's going to do, but we don't know. Very true. I, and I believe that when you have big free agency signings, there's no question that people come in with demands. And you know, as mm-hmm. decorated as AJ's been over the years, that he's saying, look, 
I need instant title contention. I need to be I I'm here for this title that I never own. And um yeah, uh because uh by any means I would go back to New Japan and make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, fellas, I got a resolution to go to. All right, man, it's good. Thanks for the WrestleMania 33 inside scoop and the heads up for the fans. Uh, I guess uh, we'll catch you this weekend. So let us know when you get those pictures up. All right, I will. All right, bro, take it easy. See you, Dwayne. See you. All right, guys. Yeah, so I I don't know. WrestleMania 33... Uh, doesn't sound like it'll be um, as far as the, the um, location. Doesn't sound like it's gonna be as fun as you as the the fun you guys had in New Orleans, huh? No, and, and, and you know, um, I I'm kind of going back and forth with like I, I'm not really all that excited about the location because I, WrestleMania 24 was in Orlando, and um, oh, sure, sure, I just I remember. Like not liking the look of it when it came on pay per view that night. Like I think D Wayne's right. That stadium was old, and <laughs> I just, like, I just think there are better places. But obviously, with the performance center and the, the rumored Hall of Fame being there, I can, I can see why they chose it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm all, I'm also not always enthusiastic about outdoor WrestleManias either because if you know, I'm going to pay all this money for a ticket. I don't want to be rained on. <laughs> right. Um, Could you and, imagine? And like, you know, the other, the other thing about the outdoor manias too, is that whenever they do have a mania outdoors, they always have to build that, that thing over the ring. Mm-hmm. So that if it does rain, at least the wrestlers will be protected. But the problem is that when they build that, you know, they always have like those like supporting beams or whatever. Yeah. And structure of view. If you're in the wrong seat at Mania, you could have your view obstructed. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, th- I just think there's so many potential complications with that. But, you know, like D. Wayne said, this car is going to probably change about 50 more times between now and then. And um, there will likely be something to drum up a ton of excitement. So uh, we'll just have to see. Yeah. I'm definitely on the ropes about this one, but, you know, we still got a little bit of time, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, I guess to get back to Raw really quick, um, I didn't have much complaints, like you, like you said. Um, my only my only uh, kind of questionable concern is, uh, well, one, I definitely got to get the Baron Corbin and the booking for him. I'm I'm all the way invested in him now. All Man, the way. I am high on Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think WWE's doing a great job with him. But um, the vault villains. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I have major concerns. I'm I'm not totally I sure do. if the fans are buying into them. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, how? I'm not I'm not I'm not sure the fans buying into. Them. I'm not really sold on their booking right now by. Mm-hmm. Um, who did they go over? The Deli Boys or the Usos? The Usos, yeah. Yeah, you know, the Usos has been so good over the couple of years, and now, like, the Vault Villains has come in, and they get a clean win. Not mm-hmm. so sure how I feel about that. But nonetheless, like, w- like, what do you think? You know, like, I'm sure I feel the same way. Like, part of me, like, I like that WWE is obviously trying to push some new faces 
um, onto the scene. Like, I like that Vaude Villains and Enzo and Cats are in the finals of this um, tag team tournament. Uh, obviously, WWE seems to be taking a little bit more interest in the tag division now, and you know, I can't, I can't not support that. Um, but yeah, at the same time, at least with the Vaude Villains, I, it feels just a little bit rushed, and I yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how long that gimmick is gonna <clears throat> that gimmick is gonna last. I can easily see them being repackaged sooner rather than later. Yeah. Just because it, it just doesn't seem like the fans are, are really getting into it. Um, and yeah, they've only been on on the main roster for a couple weeks, so maybe they just need time. I don't know. But um, something's just not clicking with them. And I mean, I think they're fortunate in some sense that they're going to be going up against Enzo and Cass. So the the crowd. I think we'll at least be interested in the match. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I I'm not feeling that great about Vaude Villains right now. Yeah, I, I just I, I I just have like a bitter taste where it's just like okay, I was definitely invested with them when they had the titles at NXT. Then they kind of like start jobbing, then they disappeared, and you know all of a sudden they made their debut on SmackDown, instead of the hottest Raw, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of the year thus far, and. You know, now they're in like close title contentions and even in the predict even in the spot that, you know, maybe the primetime players probably could have got another look at. Um mm-hmm. trying to think. It's some some other tag teams I was thinking about, but you know, legitimately story wise, you're like, Oh, they actually probably could win, but it's just like with with no investment from the crowd and you're not sure about the gimmick, you just automatically mm-hmm. know like this is not going good. And and then they booked this championship. Not, I'm sorry, the finale of the tournament as a as a match on a pay per view. I'm not right. so sure they can put on a match worthy me watching at payback. Yeah, I, that, that's a that's a great point. Like, and I mean, well, I guess because they did. I I would think those both those teams clashed at some point in NXT. Right, but not sure. But it's not the fact that I don't think they can work. It's that the fact right. that now they're on a bigger stage. Can y'all guys get the jitters out of you and put on a solid match? Me worth watching at the pay per view. And no, yeah. I do not have any faith in it. Yeah, that's a great point, and, and I think that applies to both teams because you know, as much as I like Enzo and Cass, like the Dudleys totally carried them on Raw. Exactly. Um, and I mean, I think that's what the Dudleys are there to do. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think Kaz and Enzo will only get better by working with the Dudleys. But, um, yeah, two really fresh, but two really fresh teams, but two teams that still need a lot of work. Um, and yeah, the more I think about it, the more I think that in addition to Apollo Crews, like, I think there's multiple call ups that happen, I think, a little bit. Um, and yeah, WWE obviously has to fill the roster with all these injuries, but, um, yeah, it's just interesting with both teams. So basically, if you get called up to if you get called up from NXT to the main roster, you still perform on NXT. So is there another word for call ups, or just just like I don't know, uh, double working? <laughs> in other words, because Samoa Joe versus uh, Apollo Cruz is for is on supposed to be televised tonight for NXT, mm-hmm. and I'm like, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it is the whole fact of. Like, this is what we talked about the last episode. Like, basically, 
are we looking at NXT as a as a minor league and do you get called up to the majors and you know now you're on the majors team but not really because you still are playing for the minor league team and the majors like I, I just a lot of like I just don't know what they're doing right now with some of these I feel like rush call ups in other words you know yeah right now it seems like so far at least the only call up that will very likely be successful is Baron Corbin and it was done correctly mm-hmm. you know and it's, so it's just like hey you guys know what to do but are you are you like not invested in doing it for everybody you know right and I mean I think I also think Cass and Enzo will be successful, at least for a little while, but there's another gimmick that I'm just not sure how long it can last. Dude, man, look, I don't know if you've seen me on Twitter and um, and whoever's listening, whoever's going to listen to this show once we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the one tweeting saying, I don't understand what this word over means because mm-hmm. I feel like anytime the crowd responds to somebody, the people on Twitter are so quick to say, oh, they're so over. There's, no, I don't know. That's not what it means. I feel like when somebody's over, that means you technically can't do no wrong. Like, you're, you're so, I don't want to use the word over in the same definition, but you're, you're so well accepted that you have people dressing up like you. They respond to your chants. Um, you know, they random chants out in the public. Like, the, the epitome of that is the new day like Bailey, like mm-hmm. Cena, like those that's being over. Enzo Cast they put on a gimmick that makes you have to respond, and, and you know it's different. It's different demographics, different ages, different ethnicities. Like at some point, something's gonna make you want to respond. Right. I don't feel like that makes you considerably being over because, like I said, if Enzo Cast is over, then so is our truth. Because our truth hasn't, you know, done anything of any significance for a while. But when he comes out and say, what's up? Everybody's saying, what's up? Right. So, I just, I don't know. I feel like, well, two things. I feel like there's probably, like, different levels of over. Because, like, you're right. There's no way that right now at least Enzo and Cass are as over as, you know, a Bailey, right? (laughs) Or or John Cena. Um, But... At the same time, like, well, they push a lot of merchandise, so maybe that's part of the reason. But two, like, you're right. I, I like the comparison with our truth But at the same time, when Enzo and Cass come on TV, I will actually, you know, pause and, and see what they're getting ready to do. When our truth comes on TV, <laughs> that's usually my, my opportunity to, to multitask and do something else. Not that I, not that, and that's no, I guess that is kind of disrespect with our truth but like, um, yeah, he's over. He has his chance with the fans, but like, I don't ever feel like I have a reason to like pay attention all that closely when he's on TV. With Enzo and Cass, I do. So I, I think there is, there's like, they're over to a degree, right? I feel like there's just like degrees of, of being over. Um, and Enzo and Cass are definitely not on that top level yet, but they're 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 not at the bottom either. Yeah, they. I mean, obviously, I I like I, I was preaching on Twitter. Just patience, people. Please, like, let mm-hmm. them have some time. Let them go into different environments. Let them. Yeah. Can they really command a whole crowd? You know, and right. not only is that like their 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 first promo when they came out um, to the Dudley Boys 
they kind of like improv a little bit. I don't believe mm-hmm. any of that was practiced. Like, you know, and, and, and that's good for character wise. But I mean, that means that maybe they didn't have faith to stick to, you know, the script. But, you know, I, like I said, patience for them and we'll see. And I'm still sticking to my guns. If there was no um, Enzo, Big Cass could not make a solo run to me. He he is doomed on Mike. He's doomed. On Mike, yes. Although I still think, I think definitely Big Cass would need a manager. Um, oh, for sure. Because, like, yeah, by himself, I'm, I'm not so sure. But uh, I think with the right manager and with the right storyline, he could be a star. Like, I was actually thinking about this the, um, the other day. I could easily see a scenario, for example, especially if Roman Reigns is further developed into that cocky heel that I think the WWE is turning him into. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see a scenario, like, months down the road, maybe, like, in the late fall, where Roman Reigns maybe comes out on Raw one night and issues an open challenge and, and or something like that. And to the shock of everyone, Big Cass comes out. Yeah. And maybe Big Cass puts on a really good match with Roman, although that... that <laughs> You know, could be interesting. But, um, and like at that moment, I could see Big Cass sort of having his moment in the spotlight, and you know, that be the moment where we can say, okay, Big Cass has arrived. You know, um, but again, like there, there's just so many variables. Like he would definitely need somebody in his corner if he's going to be a consistent big star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it got to make me a believer. So if 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 that was the plan out, yeah, you'll you'll have some attention from me, but you have to make me a believer. And I feel like the reason why their gimmick really works is because um, Enzo intensity and character makes you want to say, "All right, what is this guy about to do?" And to my experience, he's he's just like that in person, mm-hmm. like um, from his Salisbury University days. Uh, mm-hmm. You know that's my that's my sister school from Maryland Eastern Shore. So and a lot of a lot of my good friends went down there. So yeah, that that's all him. So it makes him a natural to be all all over the place and intense like that. But again, big cats can't keep up with that, and I don't think anybody normal could keep up with that. So it carries the promo, carries the gimmick. And if something was to happen, that big cat big cats would be. Up, up a creek, at least in my and, eyes. But God, make me a believer. I think the same thing would happen with. It would be the same danger with Enzo, though. I don't think Enzo by himself um, would would amount to anything big. I think he would become a jobber. Oh, he would. He would need a female manager. Mm-hmm. And his gimmick. His gimmick will be um, on the ramp. And in the ring, but I don't think he—I don't think he could put on the clinic to carry a match as of right now. No. So, right. in other words, what we're just saying is basically like, oh yeah, you know, you got people that like you, and we're ready to bring you up to the main roster, but you have a lot of development to go, brother. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but at the same time, too, look, we're not booking no major matches for him. And and I'm and with this being said, either one of these teams, them or the Vault Villains should be the ones to take the titles off of the New Day. That's a jaw-dropper moment if that happens, because that just wouldn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, what you what you think? Yeah, I... And, and from what the rumors I'm hearing, uh, my sense is that the Dudleys are going to cost Enzo and Cass at payback, and so 
it's going to be vaude villains in the new day which i'm sure you know will be a, a decent if not good match but i would definitely scratch my head if the vaude villains <laughs> took the titles you know a couple months after they got to the main roster yeah um that wouldn't make much sense to me especially especially with anderson and gallows here now I'm looming looming sooner rather than later um getting those belts around their waist so. could, could you imagine a trio of people with decorated belts just like the good old days mm-hmm. <laughs> in their new japan days as they say right. <laughs> could you imagine right. but here you know i swear maybe maybe on the three count a weekend we definitely can talk about this again because like i like mm-hmm. the, the sky is really the limit of what could happen it's mm-hmm. it's is the next pay-per-view tlc after payback uh, I think it's Extreme Rules. Oh, well, that makes sense for the Dudleys. Yeah. yeah Expect the primetime spot for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so what else? Uh, I'm, we're going to quickly go over because we got to re- get down to our time. Um, Apollo Crews, is he is he doomed with not having a feud right now? Yep. <laughs> ne- <laughs> Neville 2.0? Neville 2.0. I... <laughs> Again, this is another questionable call up. Like, big fan of Apollo Crews. And, Absolutely. And like, you can, you can even sense it in in the way Cole and JBL talk about him. Like, one thing I noticed on Raw, and like, when Apollo Crews's match came on, I honestly didn't pay that much attention to it. And it might have been because he was facing what Heath Slater. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there was no reason for me to really get excited about it. And Cole kept saying stuff like, oh, man, you know, look how agile he is. Look how athletic he is. (laughs) Yeah, rare combination of strength and speed. Right. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, he's agile and athletic. But, like, I need some more than that if I'm going to be interested. Exactly. I mean. Yeah, so I am concerned, like I think you are, that uh, this this isn't going to work. People are already calling for him to go heel. I'm like, geez, man, can he can he get to get a, a legitimate feud first? Like, right. and I, and like I said, you can't tuck that smile away, man. That man, he, he looked, he's a he's just a natural. You, I, I appreciate anybody with a nice smile, like myself. I have to give myself props, but you you know, you just can't tuck that away, no matter heel or face. And I think as a heel, he'll be doomed coming out smiling, he'll, or he'll just turn into the big show where. He's mugging, and then he's a heel, then he's smiling, then he's a face. And they're just like, oh, he flips He flips at least three times during the match, you know? Right. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going over a couple, of, a couple other things really quick. Bray Wyatt injury. Hasn't heard. There's no word from it yet. Big deal? No deal. Um... What, are you saying is the injury a big deal? As of right now, because there's, there's been no word of, of the severity of it. Do you think this is a big deal or no deal? Uh, well, I mean, I do think it's I think it's a big deal on, on multiple fronts, right? Because it seems like Bray was on his way to actually getting put into something meaningful on the Raw Germania. Um, and, you know, they, they didn't say anything about Luke Harper when he got injured in I had to read through, you know, some some back channel that Luke had to actually have ACL surgery yeah. and be out for a while. Yeah. So I'm almost I'm kind of concerned that maybe something similar is happening with Bray. Um, but I also think this is a big deal because Bray is very injury prone. 
like even when he came on as what Husky Harris, he he had some time where he had to take off for an injury. Very true. And he, it seems like he he's almost always hurt, and that doesn't bode well for him going forward. Do you think there's a curse in the Wyatt family? Man, it, <laughs> it was certainly seemed like it with the way they're booked, and and um, yeah, I think. I think it's time to give the Wyatt family up, to be honest. They're, like, they're, they're the premier stable for payback in promos, and it doesn't yeah, look like. Yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to see any of them. Braun Showman better uh, keep his rabbit foot in his pocket because, uh, yeah, there's a curse going around. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn Balor, the, the rumors of Finn Balor being called up obviously didn't happen. I mean, mm-hmm. big deal, no deal. Of it being a rumor at that. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think the the rumor is a big deal because I think it it obviously keeps attention on Finn Balor, and I mean, Finn Balor has has done wonders, you know, being at NXT is obviously the face of that brand, and so anytime people can speculate that he's he might be coming up to the main roster, I mean, I think that's always a big deal, and it's only gonna make it that much sweeter when he finally does debut on Raw, you know. Um, so yeah, I think. I think it's a big deal, and I think I think WWE is still kind of a ways off before they they pull the trigger on that. Yeah, I don't think it's a deal at all. Um, obviously, just like um, um, Kevin Owens say, nobody can ever replace Finn Balor on NXT. There's mm-hmm. no reason for this guy to be coming up right now for no reason. So that rumor of him coming up is a no deal to me at all. Finn Balor is the master of manipulator on Twitter by having people speculate. Look, he he's doing everything he's supposed to be doing as a wrestler, as an entertainer. Like, this guy is going to be on NXT at least throughout the year. No question. No question. Um, how about this Emma versus Becky Lynch uh, feud? You think that's a big deal? Or um, no deal? I mean, right now it feels like no deal, although I'm all for it. Um, because I, you know, both those women are, are great wrestlers. Um, Emma is, is great in her role as a heel. I think that's more natural for her. And obviously Becky's a great face. And, um, you can, I think anybody would know that those two are capable of putting on a great match. So, um, I mean, just right now, it it seems like uh, all the attention is on, um, Natty and Charlotte, which it should be. Mm -hmm. Which is a great view. Um, but um, maybe after payback is over, um, Emma and, and Becky are going to get a little bit more spotlight. Because I think they should. Yeah. Right. Um, but right now, it doesn't feel like a deal. Yeah. I mean, um, there's not a lot of investment in the story, but they are going to put on a clinic in the ring. Yeah. And... In the in the eve of women's wrestling being the peak of the WWE, uh, what do you know? Uh, a payback commercial with the Wyatts. <laughs> what do you know on ESPN right now? May I add? Um, but yeah, in the in the eve of uh, women's wrestling just going over, coming up another notch. I mean, it's just good to know that one. You got one. You have one story that has a lot of storyline to it. You have Hall of Famers involved. And then you have another match that if you know nothing about them, at least you're going to the one thing going to get from it is that they put on the clinic in the ring. Mm-hmm. So women's wrestling is real right now. You know, sure Ooh. Is. 
Besides, uh, besides that, Paige is a little upset that they're not using the words divas no more. And it kind of was like baffling at first. But then I realized her age and, you know, she grew up watching uh, WWE where it was just all divas this, divas that. But now, you know, now that it's gone, she's, she kind of feels like, you know, a form of like separation anxiety. But I don't know. What you what you think about that? I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> I mean, uh, poor Paige, like... It was nice to see her on Raw in England this past Monday because it just reminded me of how much she's beloved. Yeah. Um, obviously in her home country, but how much people can can invest in her. Yeah. And um, you know, she's just she's just not the focus right now. And with so many women on the roster right now, you know, obviously everybody can't be the focus. But. Um, you know, it, it's hard not to think back to the, the days when, of her great feud with A.J. Lee. Yeah. Right? And how, I mean, she was white hot, as was A.J. Yeah. Um, and, and now she's uh, she's barely getting on TV, so I don't know what to make of her anymore. And, and, and the other thing is, too, like, she did not carry no intensity. She was just like, I'm here, guys, and uh, that's it. She didn't have her normal, like command and control and everything so right. i definitely uh look forward to you know her being one of the premier uh spots on a women's division again honestly i could i would not be surprised if within the next year or two she's not a tna knockout <laughs> could you i man no comment no comment <laughs> no comment but sp- speaking of like really hot right now, Cesaro's also finally getting the push he deserves. Is this yeah. a big deal or not? It is a huge deal. Um, and as I said a few, I think it's a few podcasts ago, like my, I was booking WrestleMania 33. One of the matches I would book was is him against Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah. Um, I just think that that has the potential to be a great match, and you know, especially with Cesaro having that former tie to Paul Heyman. Um, and I don't think there's any way the fans won't be behind Cesaro in that match. I mean, of course, fans like Brock. Like, they respect him. But um, I think that would just be a classic at Mania, like someone who could actually stand toe-to-toe with Brock in terms of strength. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I thought, I thought it was great seeing him with the New Day on Raw. Like, I don't think it does anybody any bad by being with the New Day. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and, yeah, the Cesaro section is back. People have their signs again. Loving so, the shirt. Loving the shirt. So, I think uh, he's moving up. Yeah, definitely a big deal for me. And the only thing I could to add to that is just the word, finally. <laughs> I don't know if this is an IOU or not, but this finally. Thank you. Right, right. And, and it has relevance and everything. Like, all for it, all for it. Although I don't like seeing that um, that tape on his shoulder, it just makes me wonder if he did kind of come back a little bit too early. Well, I, you know, I've been wondering. I've been wondering, and, and I apologize for being naive about this, but I've been wondering exactly what that is because, like, James Harden uh, has it for the Houston Rockets, and I'm just like, is this like some type of like? bandage to like keep certain muscles and 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 whatever in place or you know I don't, I don't know if it's a if it's a um what's the word i'm looking for is this like, like a support team yeah is it, i mean yeah like is it support or is this fashion that's what i'm wondering mm-hmm. so i i don't know but that you know if it is support 
We don't we don't need that. We don't we don't need another big gun off the roster. Right. Well, to close out the show for sure, the the biggest thing of today was um the tweet Adam Rose sent out. Adam Rose um uh, fans, if you didn't get a chance to look at it, Adam Rose wrote a very long tweet um that uh, headline basically saying, "I'm not going to respond to my suspicion, but I feel like I have to." First off, if you haven't get a chance, definitely read over this because um, <laughs> it was literally one of those moments when I read it and I just stood up and I was just wondering if anybody was going to look at me while I'm standing up, like slowly clapping in my mind. <laughs> but um, what do you think about it, first off? Uh, you know, it's I sympathize with Adam Rose and it's, it's, I think it's easy to sympathize with him, especially those of us who watched, uh, what was it, last year when they did that ESPN special on NXT and we got to see his personal life. Absolutely. Um, so the fact that he is now out of work for 60 days and he has a, a family to take care of, like, um, of course I sympathize with that. Uh, but, you know, I appreciate his, his classiness in that tweet he sent because I think in any situation where you get suspended or fired, I think it's easy to be angry and have animosity, but he very he clearly stated that he doesn't have any animosity toward WWE, but he was clear in saying that he thinks they made a mistake, which is a, a bold move, mm-hmm. right? And um, I hope that WWE takes that in stride and doesn't, you know, say, well, let's fire him because he's, you know, questioning our authority. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a classy tweet he sent out, and I, I feel bad for the guy, and I hope that um, whatever the issue is, it gets resolved quickly, and that um, you know we see him back soon. I think the biggest thing I take away from this is that although I'm not a parent, um, that he puts into a perspective that anything on the internet is always going to be there. So eventually one day the kids may get curious to go back and see what their dad been up to when they, you know, when, when, before they were born or when they were young, whatever, something that we don't have an opportunity to do, obviously. But the fact that he wants to make sure that for the bad rumors that he hear out there, that there's also a, a president of the good things that he's done that the kids go, can go back to. So just a conscious to say that, you know, because of, um, because of who he is and the, the attention he commands, he wants to make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, the wrong story is not there. And I really appreciated that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's Absolutely. just, you know, my biggest thing is you see people that, that do and say inappropriate things, inappropriate pictures, blah, blah, blah. And they just think like it's just the spirit of the moment stuff. But some of this stuff is going to be there forever. Your kids going to be able to look at their kids and so on and so on. And I just thought right. this is a big thing that, that he's did. And I, and I, I really sympathize for him and I wish him the best. I hope there's a good outcome for this because like suspensions are not fun when especially when it comes down to gimmicks and characters that are on their mm-hmm. way up. You mm-hmm. went from not having anything to do to being part of the stable that well, it was kind of questionable at first, but I kinda I kinda buy into it. It's 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 a fun gimmick that I'm sure that, you know, they had their fingers crossed thinking like, man, maybe this can get as hot as the new day. But uh, obviously it won't. on TV every week. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it went from like four guys that you never even see because, I mean, poor Damien Sandow missed the boat. 
But right. you know, it's just it's just it's just good to see like he had a spot. And um definitely fans, if you haven't got a chance to look at that ESPN special of him about two years ago, I think it was. Yeah. Watch yeah, that and read this. Last year. <laughs> was it last year? It might have been. I don't know. It feels it feels like it was more recent than two years ago, but I don't know. Yeah, so you put a combination of that together before you judge him as he said as he said and you know, you're you're definitely sympathize for this situation. I, and like I said, wish him the best, and hopefully, you know, he makes it out of this okay. Well, before we wrap it up, Doctor, is there anything else you want to go over, or anything you think we forgot? No, I think we uh, we covered a lot of ground tonight. <laughs> uh, a, lot, a lot is happening as you as you started the show with. A lot is happening in not only WWE but the world of, of physical sports in general. And, yeah. Um, yeah, just got to gotta brace ourselves for what, what, what might come next. <laughs> it's a good time to be alive, as they say. Right. Um, well, for 2 Chains and Dr. M, this is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Definitely check us out on Twitter at BGB Group and on Tumblr and on our Facebook page, the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Make sure you click that like, subscribe, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you at the end of the week.